Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Well, as you, Adam said, things are going to be a little different this morning. Is that okay? A little different is good, right? We want to say thank you for being part of Faith Renewed online and in person today. And uh, like I said, 9 o'clock, we did a graduation. We had a phenomenal time. We had three graduates. Um, their tables are still on display. So after service day, if you get a moment, go back and uh, look at those and, you know, just honor those graduates that we have um, graduating I guess some of them have or some of them are going to be doing this week. But anyway, so it's exciting to be here. So we were talking, Pastor and I, and we wanted to kind of spin things a little bit differently um, this morning. And so for the next few minutes, if it's okay with you, what we wanted to do is we wanted to uh, let our younger generation speak into us. Is that okay this morning? Yeah, because they, uh, they're, they're, they're an awesome group of kids and... Before we get into too much, I want to say this morning, um, you know, thank you if you're here this morning as a parent uh, for letting us invest into your students, my wife, Emily, and I. We, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and it's definitely something that we never take for granted. Uh, we started youth ministry back in 1995, and yeah, I'm old, and uh <laughs> I won't tell you what year I was born in so you can figure out my age, but uh, anyway, but it, it's, it's been a privilege, and, uh, and so we thank you for that. We, uh, we are seeing God do some cool things back there. We are seeing kids uh, saved. We are seeing kids healed, delivered, baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're seeing young students step up and take ownership more and more each week of their youth ministry. We're seeing young kids reach out and bring their friends um, and, and growing the ministry. So it's amazing what God is doing uh, through our young people. And I know, uh, I, I do want to preface this because I'll, I'm going to ask them some questions and they're going to have some responses. We've been working on this for, for several days as far as getting ourselves together with stuff. But, but I do want to say this. I have heard, um, and we'll talk after church if you disagree with me, but... Uh, it is different growing up today than it was when I was a teenager, much different. I didn't have cell phone. Um, if I wanted to send a message, I told my sister and she told the whole town. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know how that is, telephone, tell a friend. Uh, um, I didn't have access to social media. I didn't have access. I remember when cable came to my house in 1980. I remember the first video on MTV. I remember these things. I remember getting off a party line <laughs> with our landline. I remember these things. Um, I remember my first flip phone, cell phone, uh, all these things. So if, if you're with me, can I get an amen this morning? Yeah, now technology is not bad. Trust me, I love technology at my age. I try to learn as much as I can, but but uh, there are some unique ways that the devil has infiltrated those fields, and he's taking advantage of our young people today. And I can tell you, I've got three young people, and there's more in our youth ministry, student ministry, that, that are following the same path, that they're staying pure, and they're staying 
in their walk with God, they're, they're doing their best to abstain from certain things that could potentially take them down a wrong path. So, so it is different. There, there are a lot more frustrations, even as parents. <laughs> we've seen a progression since we've had our first child until our last child. Um, so we've seen it. You've seen it. So I want to take this moment today and talk. Um, this is, uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves in just a second. I won't take that from them. But, uh, but what we want to do is we want you to hear their hearts this morning. I have asked them some questions, you know, and they've, like I said, they've looked over these for the last several days. And I wanted them to be intentional because it's more than just getting up here and just talking. Is we actually have been praying that we want to minister to you today through this time. Um, you know, hopefully... Um, you know, you'll, you'll sense that today's generation, regardless of what media tells you, is not lost altogether. Yeah. Right? Amen. 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 Thank you. We have young people that have passions. You're going to find out their callings. You're going to find out where God is leading them. We have world changers back there in faith students. And so, excuse me. <laughs> No, I don't want to cry that bad. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thank you for the encouragement, though. <laughs> I'll do that at home tonight. Uh, anyway, so it is our honor and our privilege. And again, thank you. And if your student's not participating or you know, I'm not sure, Wednesdays at 7, we meet back there. We kind of kick pre-things off at 6.30 to 7. Um, and it's fun. We just have a good group of kids that love Jesus and love each other. So anyway, so we're going to take time this morning, take a few minutes here, and we're going to have our young people speak into your life. So what I've asked them to do is kind of just on a personal level, I want them to kind of just tell you a little bit about themselves, about their families. If I said if there's any unique things in your family, I said if your dad has six toes or anything like that, you know, which I don't think that's happening. But um, you know, just just be personal for a minute. Take a few minutes. Talk about your life. Talk about you know, as far as your family. Um, what kind of a blend do you have? And uh, you know, you know, what what you know your age, your school. Don't get into your callings and stuff just yet. But we'll we'll get there. But Noah, I said the furthest person away from me. <laughs> he was thinking I'll sit further away from Pastor Bill. He won't call on me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, man. I'll put you on the spot. Anyway, go ahead, bro. Talk to these guys. Uh, I'm 16 years old. I'm Noah Byers. For all that don't know me, I've grown up with <laughs> I've grown up in a family of eight wonderful people. There's my papa back there. Hi, papa. <laughs> uh, I'm homeschooled. I've been homeschooled all my life. I'm going to my junior year this upcoming year, and uh, I love Jesus, so that's pretty much me. All right, how y'all doing today? Worship was really good. God was moving. Love seeing that. Um, my name is Caden. I am 16. I'm a junior at Hillcrest High School, and um, I live with my parents and my siblings. They're some of the most loving people you'll ever meet. Well, my parents are my siblings, you know, <laughs> most of the time, but um, yeah, and they, they really inspire me every day to go after Jesus, so. That's really cool, and that's it. Hey, guys. My name is Grace Weirman. Um, I'm 17 years old. I go to Woodruff High School, and I'll be a senior this year. <laughs> um, I play volleyball and soccer. I help out with FCA, and I actually live at a foster home because my parents are, fo are foster parents, so I come from a very blended family, <laughs> and yeah. 
nice and short, yeah. She's had like 30 brothers and sisters over the last five years, so yeah, I got to keep track of all that. So thank you for sharing that, yeah. And, and, and we're all unique, we're all different, and I thank you for that. Now, I know that spiritually speaking, um, I can testify that you guys have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know those things. But let me ask you, when did you decide to become a Christian and what events led up to you making that decision? So growing up, my dad, like you said, was a youth pastor and worship um, pastor. So like from a very young age, I've always known God. You know who he is, learned who he is. But the experience that really like was like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I need was I was at a church camp. I don't remember, like, I know I was pretty young, but I was at a church camp, and I just had, like, stuff going on, like, just, like, body image issues and stuff like that, and this lady said, God isn't mad at you, and that's, like, the first, like, yes, God isn't mad at me that, you know, I think these things about myself, but God still loves me through everything, so that was, like, the first experience and the first time I actually knew that God wants me and he wants to have a relationship with me, so... So um, when I was little, I went to church with my grandparents and my mom a lot, and I believed in God, but I really wasn't, like, living with them or having that relationship. And it was actually our first week coming here, um, like, a long time ago. It has been a long time. I just saw how much, like, I could just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in the room and see how much love people had for God and how much he loved them. And I was just like, I want to be part of that. I want to have that love for God. So that's really when I started living for him and believing in him. And my life has been so much better since then. So, yeah. Uh, I've also known Jesus all my life. Uh, I didn't really choose to walk with him until a few last year of August, the rant, or July or whenever it was. I didn't really choose to walk with him until I found out like worship really was and that he really, really does love us. So I love him and I'll never back down. Amen. That's awesome. Good to hear that. Yeah, you can applaud whenever you want. That's fine. So having that faith in Christ, let me ask you this. Um, how does your faith in Jesus get you through your everyday life, through school, through situations? What, what is that emphasis that you put on your faith in Christ when you go through challenges or go through just every day? It's Like I said, society, school. Go ahead, Caden. Um, it just really gives you that boost of encouragement and joy. So at my school, Hillcrest High School, if anybody's ever been in there, it is not a good place. Um, I'm just going to start this off. There's um, probably like a drug bust once a month, so you know that's not really good. But um, Jesus just gives you that encouragement and seeing like my wrestling teammates and my friends at school maybe be battling with stuff or you know not really living for Jesus. I know that Jesus is bigger, and he's already won every battle, so it just gives you that encouragement knowing that your peers well, already have, they're free from Jesus, and Jesus is at them free. So, uh, <laughs> how does your faith in Jesus help you through your everyday life? Uh, it's just uh, good to know that like He's right there with me through all my struggles, all my challenges, and all my uh, joys in life. It's just uh, good to know that He's like right there with me. And if I'm ever down, I just get into the Word, and He speaks me through that. I play some worship music. He speaks to me through that. So, okay, I like to write myself down, but um, I put it's like not always easy, but like knowing that I'm living for a greater cause and a bigger cause than me, and just gives me that joy. It just like helps me through the day and helps me through any time, like when I'm down or anything like that. But just knowing that 
I'm going to live eternity with this with my father it just gives me so much joy and be able to get through the day. Amen. That's awesome. And I and I can test. I've talked with each of these over the last year, two, three years, you know, and they've all gone through certain struggles and and we'll pray for them. We'll talk about them. And I want to say just as a testimony from a youth pastor, they've they've very well endured. I mean, they've you know, they have to pray through it. They have to make some decisions. But ultimately, you know, I've seen God bless them because of their faith. They've had to lose some things. You know, uh, let go of some relationships, but God has honored that and blessed them with more than they lost. So that's the way God moves. Amen. So um, I want to ask you a question real quick about Faith Renewed. Uh, why is your church family here at Faith Renewed Faith Students so important to you guys? Go ahead, No. They're just the loving family. You can go up to anything with them. And honestly, I, I can go to anybody on the prayer team, just ask them, like, just talk to them. They'll just love on you no matter what your struggle is. So. It's just good to have a loving family. That's nothing I've ever experienced in any other church. So. What do you say, Grace? Um, I said that church community is so important to have. To have a good community like you guys, like supporting you and always being there for you, just whatever you go through, and being able to like share what God has placed on your heart is just amazing to have. And I'm very fortunate that I do have you guys to help me and support me through everything that I do go through. Yeah. Yeah, our Faith Renewed family is just the most loving group of people I've ever met. And I know if I'm ever dealing with anything, I could talk to any one of y'all. Y'all would pray for me, come in agreement. And um, y'all just give me that encouragement seeing so many people truly go after the Father. Because there's a lot of people in our world that say they love Jesus and are living for him, but you can tell they're not. So just to see that real genuine love that all of y'all have for Jesus is really encouraging. It really inspires me every day to keep going after Jesus. Amen. Good word, brother. Preach. Right? <laughs> Talk about faith. Let me ask you a question about faith students, because we got to get our plugs in, right? <laughs> but I want to ask you this seriously. You can throw me under the bus if you need to. But how does faith students help you spiritually, and why is it important for other students to get involved? Uh, it's just a uh, good to like have go to every week, middle uh, Wednesday. Just go to a uh, worship him and encounter him and go through your spirit led. Uh, messages and have such an anointed worship team just worship just worship him and on him. Ah, sorry <laughs> I just work being able to worship him and uh, hear your messages is just awesome really spirit-led back there so so why do you think other kids need to get involved because it's spirit-led and it changes you <laughs> uh, trust me <laughs> it's spirit-led it's awesome back there That's good. Go ahead, Grace. um I said about Faith students, I think it's very important to me because being around other teenage believers um, really supports you because, you know, you're a teenager too, so they're going through the same things that you are, and being able to be with them and, like, go through life with them and them always being there for you to just remind you who you are in Christ is, is very important to have in your life. Well, she said basically what I was going to say, but it is really good, especially people your age, having you, being that support system for you, helping you out in your walk with God, holding you accountable when you need to be held accountable. And it's just, that's really good. And um, it's good for other young people back there to plug it, like Pastor Bill said, is um, just to be with people your age really can inspire you, especially if you haven't been in that walk for a long time. Seeing other young believers can really help you, like it helped me when I first started going back in youth a long time ago. Good, thank you. I have job security now. Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, 
let's move on and talk about, like I mentioned in the beginning, we do live, obviously, in a society. Uh, things are changing. Uh, five years ago to today, it's a lot different. I mean, there's, there's obstacles. But let me ask you this. How hard is it as a teenager to live in today's society? What challenges do you think, or do you not think, but do you guys face um, each day? Um, I think one of the hardest challenges as living in a teenager today is like your flesh and your spirit is always fighting against each other. There's so many temptations being a teenager in today's society because God's telling you one thing, but then the world tells you the completely different. So you just get confused sometimes. But I have to remind myself who I am in Christ and stay grounded in him. And that's like the best thing that you can do for yourself in today's society. Yeah, it's hard for me because I feel like teenagers always automatically have this image on them where like you think they're automatically going to be just like living in some sinful way. And it's really hard because you feel like you can feel judgment from some people just because you're a teenager. You're like not good enough is what like the world tries to push, I feel like. And they try to say you're not good enough. But God says different and God is always right. So that's that reminder you need. So, yeah. Yeah, basically what they said is just tempting. <laughs> Someone didn't study. I'm an honest <laughs> I was on vacation. Okay, yeah, uh, basically what they said, temptation is just so crazy nowadays. Like, you could just get it by the tap of the finger. It's just always so available to you throughout your daily life. It's just so easy to fall into, and other people your age are just living by it, so... And, and I know you've kind of all touched on this, but this is one of the questions that I, I wanted to ask. Um, because we do live in society, obviously we have people who do have a relationship with Jesus and young people that don't. Um, so from your perspective as a Christian, how do you blend your faith into your relationships with other students that may not be with Jesus? Go ahead, Caden. Um, for me, I just like talking to them and starting it off by showing them the love of Jesus. And then we usually just like, so I'll sit with some people at lunch who aren't believers and try to spread their words. So what I usually do, I show them the love of Jesus. And then I usually like give a scripture and pray about it and see what God wants me to speak into their life and just show them that Jesus really does love them. And I feel like when they get that encouragement, that can maybe open a door for them to walk through to maybe start that walk with Jesus or start that connection with him. So just try to show that love of Jesus. Sometimes they just need to be loved. You just got to start loving on them as soon as you, you just got to open them, walk in my arms, just like how y'all welcomed our family in. As soon as we walked in these doors, we were just loved on so abundantly. It was crazy. Yeah, that's need loved on. You just need to be able to re relate to them through struggles. Just talk to them, then you show them the love of Jesus. And so through every relationship that I have, God is always going to be the most important thing to me. So I always try to share the gospel and share his love and they may not always you know become a christian but i think at least i try to plant that seed in them like knowing that they know who jesus is but it's their choice if they're going to accept him or not so. amen very good those are great answers guys yeah uh, you can clap for that one that's okay <laughs> we need a little panel that says clap now or laugh now though i was kidding <laughs> uh Talking about social media, that's predominant. If you have a teenager or a college-age student, this is all you'll see, right, around your house pretty much. Um, but 
let me ask you a question. When it comes to social media, what message is media trying to send to your your generation? But how can you have a more positive effect on those things, Caden? Um, so social media does send a lot of negative things. It's like shows you that people think they have to live up to a certain standard. And I feel like a way to fight that is just not hop on that bandwagon, but like show that you don't have to be like everybody says you have to be because God has called you to be different. So just show what God says, not what the world says, is I feel like the way to fight how bad social media is and bring out the good because you can use it as a ministry opportunity um, and stuff like that. You can be fake on it. It's just a lie, honestly. So <laughs> it's straight up. You, uh, you could use it in a positive way, like Caden said, just like for ministry, just posting scripture, daily worship stuff on there just to spread good and not bad and lies and fakeness. So that's what I think. Yeah, I think through social media, the world will like send you the message that anything, anything goes, that like no matter what you believe in or what you say is right or wrong, it goes, anything goes. So I think as a Christian through social media, you can be like a, like they were saying, a really positive influence because through social media, people will see a lot about who you are and they judge you off of your social media. So I think as a Christian, we need to be more positive influences through social media. Good. That's, and I'll put a plug in. I know Caden and I know the others, but Caden specifically will post preaching videos. And I love that on Instagram. And he'll do these little five-minute snippets uh, every now and then. And he'll just post it out there. And I thought, that's, that's courageous, right? And that's, that's putting a teenage reputation at risk. But he doesn't care because it's for the greater good of the gospel. And, and I acknowledge that. So, yeah. So thank you for that. All right. So let's transition just for a second. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have these young people specifically answer a question about people like me who are old, okay, or older. Um, I'm not old. I'm older than they are. But anyway, and I want, <laughs> I want them to speak to you for a second, but I want us to listen, okay, because there's, I know wisdom comes with age, but there's truth and perspective as well, um, the way we see things. Um, so I'm going to ask them a question. No, it's a long question, so you need to pay attention. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just got to. It's open doors. You just got to walk through them, man. All right. So let's transition, like I said, to the older generation. First of all, how important are they to you? What examples as believers do you need to see from them or us? I'm putting myself obviously in there. And what can we do to support and encourage you in your spiritual journey? So how important is the older generation? What examples do you need to see from us? Because we, we have a role to you guys. And what can we do to support and encourage you spiritually in your journey? I'm going to ask you first, Noah, so you don't forget. <laughs> Just kidding, man. Uh, if you guys, like be hands-on with us, really, and just help motivate us and just, like, build a relationship with us and just, like, speak love of God into us and just give us your wisdom because you guys are, like, so old. But, uh... <laughs> did you just say we're so old? No. It, oh, okay. I just... <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. You kind of drifted <laughs> off there for a second, so I, yeah. I just want to make sure you're so old. That's what I heard because I, you know... Okay. Uh... <laughs> 
He didn't deny it. <laughs> yeah, if y'all could just like be hands-on with us and just uh, relate to us, because I'm sure with all y'all's experience, y'all could help us get through ours. So. Thank you. Um, for me, um, first of all, it's great for me because like I have a bunch of role models like my parents, Pastor Terry, Pastor Bill, Papa Louie. I just have a bunch of good role models in my life. And I think a way to help us is just for y'all to continue to go after God because some days, you know, you might just not be feeling it, but you have those other people that help lift you up and to have just all of y'all just continue to press in will really help me be encouraged when I'm not at my best. So um, so I was really praying about this question because I was like, I don't want to say, but God really laid on my heart that to tell you guys that younger generation is like watching you guys that, um, like I said earlier, you know, the younger generation is willing to believe in like whatever is popular and stuff. So I feel like as an older generation, um, it would really be like to really educate the younger generation about who he is because we, because the younger generation is watching and they're just looking for something to believe in. And you guys can be those people to tell them who to believe in and what to believe in. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it is important because as young people, like you're saying, it is an influential world, right? And there are so many choices that they have to make. And like we already mentioned a few times, it becomes more overwhelming. Um, and, it, and, you know, what's crazy statistically in colleges, they're teaching things that will be outdated before they graduate, right? So that's how fast technology and society and, and advancements are happening in this place. But spiritually speaking, you guys see society, right? We see society. We see the dismantling of our faith. We are in a post-Christian society right now. I know some people don't like to hear that. I'm not saying we don't believe in Jesus. But as a whole, we're going through a process of where God is being dismantled in our society. And, and it is encouraging for us. We have to. We still have the mantles. Amen? And, and we still are spiritually responsible as Elijah did to Elisha, to pass these things on to our young people. And, and we can say, well, that's not my kid, but it is your spiritual kid. Amen. And, and I know we emphasize this so much here. If you're part of Faith Renewed, you're part of the family. And family takes care of family. Amen. And, and that's what I know they're looking for. I know that's what they want. And I want to say thank you, though, as a pastor of our students for setting that example, amen? Because we do have a different blend here at this church, and, and it's a good blend. That's not a bad blend. So if you're here first time, man, it's a beautiful blend. Um, and, and we come to you from, I'll say a human level, we receive you. Like Noah said, you just got to receive people, you know, and accept them for who they are and invest in them and show the love of Jesus through those investments that's when people come to Jesus. They want genuine authenticity today, amen? That's what our young people are looking for. That's what they crave. And I think you guys in our congregation online, I'm not forgetting you, we set a beautiful example of that here. So thank you very much for that. Um, just a couple of more questions, and we're going to kind of close things up here. But, you know, you have your faith, you have your social, you have, you know, social lives. You have, you know, your families, and, and you've talked deeply into those things. But as young believers, I know that God has calling. You know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You know, 
before you were formed in your mother's womb. First Ephesians, Ephesians, not first Ephesians. Uh, it's like first whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck now. Um, it's that old part of me, Noah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Ephesians 4.10. <laughs> For you are my masterpiece, declares the Lord. Right? And I'm going to paraphrase, but before you were born, I have basically invested and given you the gifts and the talents to prepare you for the works I have in advance for you to do. And so if we're here this morning and we think I have no purpose, I have no calling. Listen, Jesus declared it thousands of years ago that he's already put in you your gifts and your callings. And he's calling you his masterpiece, his work of art. He created you with identity, with purpose, with destiny. We feed that into our kids so much back there because they have to know that they're here for more than just to breathe air and, you know, to exist. They have spiritual thirst and spiritual hunger. And, and we know that and we want to see that happen. So let me ask you, as young people, uh, we have two going to be seniors and one going to be junior. And I know specifically they've all spoken to me about their futures, but Caden, where do you feel God directing you in your life? You know, now what does he have for you? But after high school, where do you feel God is calling you? Um, so as I finish high school, I think he just wants me to continue to minister to people at my school and try to be that light. And then after high school, he's called me to the Ramp School of Ministry to study and learn how to become a pastor and preach his word. And then after that, just pastoring and ministering. Um, now, um, like Caden said, God's really called me to be a minister or yeah, minister to the people at my school. He's given me so many like signs and like dreams about my school and how that I need to really step up in my faith at school. And then later, God's also called me to the ramp um, to be a missionary. I've been called to be a missionary, so I plan to go there and then um, fulfill my calling as a missionary. What do you feel, do you feel God's calling you? Um, not for sure okay. yet. <laughs> no, come on, Bill. Uh, I've been called to after high school to also go to the ramp school of worship, not ministry, to uh, become a worship leader. All right, amen. All right. We're not getting paid to plug the ramp or anything, don't we? <laughs> Karen Wheaton just sent me a $10,000 check, right? <laughs> Do you see this, Karen? Do it. Anyway, I'm speaking it in faith, right? <laughs> if you ask not, you get not, right? <laughs> and it's cool. That's what excites me. I think all occupations are phenomenal that these young kids find. Amen. And, and it's cool, but the blend of faith and the blend of doing what God has called you to do. So I've asked him to do um, a Bible study for me, just a short one. It's not going to be very long. Not a Bible study, but, ask, but I, 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 th I threw out Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 because I think this ties in to everything that we've talked about today. The Bible says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Um, how does this verse help you navigate your life? It just shows that he's like the best navigator. He's like our GPS. He'll take us where we need to go. So if we just listen to him and uh, just follow him wherever, through all, everywhere, and then we'll be fine. 
Um, just like he said, you know he's always guiding your step. Um, you know he's always with you. So even when it seems like you're alone, you know he's with you and taking you where you need to go and watching over you and protecting you. Yeah, I think that verse just gives me comfort knowing that God is always going to be there for us and navigate, uh, navigate us to where we need to go and where we need to be for the time, place, and reason, no matter what we think. But it's his plan and his purpose. Amen. Amen. Uh, one final question, two more final questions. This is the last one. Any regrets in uh, following Jesus and being a teenager in today's society? That... No, no regrets. No, All right. no. <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. But Not doing it sooner. Not doing it sooner. I mean. Right. Go ahead. You may answer the question. Uh, no, there's no regrets. Anyway. Anyway, so one last thing. I'm going to give you the floor for a few seconds. Any final words you want to say to this beautiful congregation and online before we leave this morning? We'll close. Go ahead, Kate. Um, so as I was praying this week about it, um, he just gave me a word about how his blood has already won the battle. And I feel like there's a couple people in this room that maybe have some strongholds in their life right now, some chains that are holding them back, and they can't feel like they can experience the fullness of God. But his, Jesus' blood has already won that battle and broken that chain. So in the name of Jesus, you've already been set free, so you can experience the fullness of God already. You just need to pursue after him and not let the attacks of the enemy hold you back. Preach. All right. All right. Go ahead, Brother No. Just thank you guys for uh, open welcoming me with open arms and just loving on me and just all the relationships and friendships I built here is just amazing. I just love you guys so much. So thank you for that. Awesome, awesome. Go ahead. Um, one one thing that God's really laid on my heart is like He told me to remind you guys who you are in Christ that we are set apart in Christ and that He has something planned for us and so and so special to us and. This Bible verse, he just laid on my heart, 1 Peter 2, 9, 9 through 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. God's special special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. So just like breaking down that verse, God has called us out of the darkness, that we are living in the light now, that we don't need to live in the darkness, that we can live in him and who he is. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, no buyers, Cade McDonald, Grace Fireman, thank you so much for being on our panel this morning. Um, we are going to go ahead and transition, but could you give these young people just your greatest applause this morning? Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to do this. I know this is different, but thank you because, again, Young people are amazing, man. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's unless you've experienced it, <laughs> you know, um, you'll never know how wonderful it is. So we want to say thank you again. But as they were ministering this morning and as they were saying some stuff towards the end, I, I really want to leave on that note this morning as we, as we time to close. Because one of the things I've been praying for that we would see and that we would hear, and we definitely heard that, is that we're all valued. We're all loved by God. Amen. There's not a one of you in this room today that does not have a destiny and a calling on your life. And I know even for me as a pastor, as a youth pastor for the last several years, there's been moments in my life where it's just kind of like, God, I'm stuck. And I just don't feel like 
I don't know. You know, I just, I get stuck. But, you know, what always reminds me is that Jesus has destined me, amen, with calling. And he's given me purpose and he's given me the reason and and to speak into the lives of people. And so you look at your life this morning, you know, and, and maybe you're facing mountains, you're facing challenges, and you're facing circumstances that seem overwhelming. And sometimes we, we, let's be honest, sometimes we just put Jesus on the back burner during those moments. Our focus becomes on us and circumstances, not on him. And I love to hear these young people minister because, listen, going through their challenges, we go through our challenges. But the, but the underlying message is without Jesus, it does all seem trivial and undone. But with Jesus, with Jesus, I don't care how high that mountain is. I don't care how uncertain that mountain is. I don't care how much sometimes we just kick, beg, and scream. (laughs) But we grab hold of God and we say, God, it's because of you. So this morning, if you're in this place and you have circumstances, you have a situation in your life where you feel like, man, it's overwhelming, or maybe you've lost that sense of fire in your life, that spiritual zest, that, that, that call for the next great thing in my life. What is God doing with me? I'm such and such an age, and I just don't feel like I've worked at this position for so long, and I just don't feel like there's just that, it just becomes routine and mundane sometimes. And we forget that God has destiny in our lives. Amen. So I'm going to kind of close the way we did in the first service this morning. I'm going to ask if we would just reach out across the borders and grab hold of hands this morning. But what we're going to pray for this morning is this. If you are here, you don't have to admit this to anybody today. That's fine. Just do it in your heart this morning. That's fine. God knows. But I want to challenge you to ask the Holy Spirit, would you reignite me this morning? Would you restore passion? Would you restore the fire? Would you restore to me, God, those things that you've called me to, those ministries that I know are laid up in my heart, those things that I've not laid my hands to as if you've called me to lay my hands to? And I'm not saying you've quit or anything. Don't hear that. But restore the purpose, God those good works that you've prepared in advance for me to do. Don't let me miss out on those things, but God, use me where I'm at. Help me to, to, to be that beacon. Help me to have that ignition of my faith again. Help me to relight that passion, Jesus. Even when David fell in his sin of Bathsheba, he said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Excuse me. <laughs> Can't walk with my eyes closed. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Create in me a pure heart. Restore unto me these things. So let's pray this morning. And let's pray for the ones on our left and ones on our right this morning. Can we do that? And just believe in Jesus' name this morning. We, we, we come and we thank you, God, that you have given us yourself. God, you have given us yourself in person. You have offered us salvation. And Father, we live according to the power of your Holy Spirit. 
And God, for every breathing soul that's in this campus today, God, you have purpose. You have destiny. God, you have life and life abundantly to give them this morning. And so, God, I first pray right now, God, for those who may need to just be reignited this morning, who just may have to have that sense of purpose reinstated in their life. And Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you would just begin to, to from the feet to the head, Lord God, just begin to re, 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 regrow that fire, just to reignite that passion, reignite those dreams, reignite those ministries for your kingdom's sake right now, God. That, Lord, we're not too old, God. We're not too undone, Father. There are plans and there are purposes, Lord, Father God, that you have called us to, destinies you have called us to. And, God, we're not going to let the enemy steal the rob, kill, and destroy us of those things. But, God, you say I've come to give life and give it more abundantly. And, Father, walking in your abundance is walking in the ministries that you've called us to. It's understanding who we are in Jesus. It's understanding that we have your power, that, Father God, we have your provisions. We have your providence in our life God and we walk in your favor Jesus God we walk from a position of victory that's already been won for us as believers this morning and so father I thank you and father today I pray for those who may not know you in a relationship right now father that you would show and reveal yourself to them at this moment Lord father God that at a time of salvation the Bible says today is the day of salvation that, Father, they would sense the need for you, that it would sense the need to lay down their lives, Lord Father God, and begin that relationship with you. God, you're not asking them to do the impossible. You just say, I accept you where you are in your life right now. I see everything about you, he says. And there's nothing about you that's too ugly, too undone, too broken, too sinful that I cannot look upon. Because I've created you to be in a family of believers. I've created you to be part of my kingdom. And today is the day of salvation. And the Bible simply says in Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God has raised him from the dead and you openly confess those things that you would be saved. And this morning, if that's you and you just come to that place in your heart today where you just simply say that, Jesus, I need you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you've been raised from the dead and today you live in heaven at the right hand of the Father. God, I want to receive you as my Savior this morning. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hands this morning. I don't want to, I don't want to put anybody in a position, but you can say that prayer and simply say, Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. I want a relationship with you. And the Holy Spirit will enter your life and God forgives you. And I just would ask that you'd let somebody know. That's the big thing. Confess that. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.